One nothing raised the pitch. Swing and a high fly ball. Deep right center field. Siri at the wall. And it's gone. Mitchell looks for 70. <laughs> a sight to behold. He can't stop smiling, Brad. He was playing just fantastic <laughs> basketball. Here it comes. A swing and a liner back up the middle base hit into center. Here comes Quan. Here comes Rosario. The Guardians win. Are you ready? For the We Like Sports podcast, stay tuned and hear the latest on what the crew has to say regarding the latest sports topics nationally and locally. Make sure to check out WeLikeSportsPC.com and to subscribe on all podcasting platforms as well as YouTube. And make sure to follow us on Twitter at WeLikeSportsPC. And welcome to the We Like Sports Show. I'm your host, Ed in Columbus, with my co-host, Casey. What's going on, my guy? Oh, nothing much, nothing much. Guardians are reeling, reeling us back in, reeling us back in. Um, but other than that, you know, nothing too crazy is happening down here. Uh, I know Ed's feeling some pain up in Columbus, but other than I that, am, how are you doing? I am. I, I, everybody out there, send prayers my way. I'm a diva. I love me some me, but my back is hurting. I got three bulging discs in my back, and they're killing. But you know what? That's not going to stop me on a Labor Day, the unofficial end of summer, because we're part of the Let's Talk Sports Network, part of Sideline Sports Network. And you know what? Let's get the housekeeping done with here, because you know what, Casey? We got you right now. We got the gun. So we like sports. We've teamed up with Titan Nutrition. Head on over to TitanNutrition.net backslash we like sports get 10 percent off your order and get the guns that casey has right there so you want to there you that. go look at that 10 percent, 100 percent. unlike johnny zero percent he's at 100 <laughs> also don't forget to check out the snooze you lose podcast with uncle joe the black bookie he has you set for your sunday snooze you lose your pick of the week so you want to check that out as well football and also, season starting so i'm sure he'll have a good a good uh hot one going this weekend start football oh, that's season absolutely correct he, he doesn't ever let us down but also casey if you check out my lid right here we also have a new partner uh at official league you want to check out their lids over there because uh this had the renham truckers I, I looked it up it's part of a team of uh, sandlot ball teams in cleveland during the 1970s and these guys right here won the 1970 championship right there. So they got a line. They teamed up with the Cleveland uh, Baseball Museum. So they're doing great things. So check on over, check head on over, I should say, to add official league and uh, get your get your get your lid, get your caps, get uh, whatever the kids call them these days. You know, I'm trying to stay hip, trying to stay cool. So you want to check that out. What's up? It's your boy Uncle Joe, the Black Bookie. Don't go anywhere as you're listening to the We Like Sports podcast. Once the show is over, tune in and subscribe to the Snooze or Lose podcast available on all streaming platforms. Our show is a sports and a sports betting podcast where the motto is and always will be win together, lose together. So tune in and like I always say, snooze you lose. What's going on, We Like Sports Podcast fans? We wanted to take the time to tell you about our great friends at Sidelines Sports Bar and Grill. Sidelines is known to have the best wings in the Cleveland area, with over 30 different wing flavors, including our favorite, the Spicy Honey Blast. Sidelines also has their steak special every Wednesday, all day, for only $9. You get a perfect 8-on strip steak served with your choice of a baked potato or fries with a side salad with the dressing of your choice. This great deal is for dining only. Stop in to see 
see our friends at Sideline Sports Bar and Grill at 1165 Pearl Road in Brunswick, Ohio. Again, that's 1165 Pearl Road in Brunswick, Ohio. Or give them a call for takeout at 330-220-0888. 330-220-0888. Sideline Sports Bar and Grill for nights you never remember, but the friends you'll never forget. So Let me just try. It's just natural for you. You don't gotta try. Oh, it's, well, you know what? As I get older, it's uh, I, I'm, I'm getting more of a dinosaur with technology, but also with the lingo and everything like that. So, but you know, it's okay. It's all right. Uh, you know, I, I try to uh, listen to the, the rap music as, as my, my son listens to, and, and try to stay hip and try to stay fresh that way. Drake, when are you gonna drop your album too? By the way, uh, shout out to Drake because uh, 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 champagne, champagne poppy. Yeah, yeah, we gotta we gotta get going on that. But I, I don't know if um, I know my back's hurting. I know you're in Orlando. I'm in Columbus. It's a Labor Day, but uh, do you do you hear that, Casey? Do you do you, do you, do you hear that? I think I, think I, do. I, think, I think I hear. I do hear that. Guess what? It's time for breaking news. That's right. This is in Columbus with you. We like sports. Breaking news. Ryan Day and the Ohio State Buckeyes kicked off their season with a 23 to three victory over Indiana. It was day 46 that Ohio State in its first without a quarterback. Major League Baseball enters the final month, and someone has got to win the American League Central Division. Why? So they can abruptly get their butt kicked in the first round. But not by the Yankees. Yes, yes. And finally, week one in the NFL is here with the Bengals at the Browns. The Battle of Ohio. But if the Bengals win, ask a Clevelander who day, and they will tell you their airport is in Kentucky. This is Ed and Columbus with you. We like sports. Great news. Do you think Ryan Day is the answer at Ohio State? I think he's a really good coach. I think that this is the biggest year, obviously, in the Day tenure. He can't go 0-3 against Michigan. But I think besides that, the fact that the quarterback situation. the second highest winning percentage uh, in I, that, that amount of games. I mean, so. Yeah, out of 50, out of 46, and out of 51. Yep. So, but – I don't know. That's, I mean, I I, th- I say let it play out. And I'll say one thing, watching the two quarterbacks play, and Devin Brown didn't play much, obviously, but let Kyle McCord just just play. Let him throw the ball. Um, just see what, you got to see what you got, especially before you go to Notre Dame. And that game especially scares me, especially with the Irish having a quarterback. So, I mean, what did you, what are your thoughts about college football? I mean, we had uh, another thing too, LSU uh, laying an egg against Florida state. I know uh, Brian Kelly thought he was going to win that game. And they didn't, they didn't uh, I think, up. I mean, the thing that everyone talks about is Colorado, man. Um, we talked mm-hmm. about it last week. We said, what do you expect Colorado? I think five, five wins may have been like the, the best case scenario. I think you might've said, or Keith might've said, or someone yep. might've said that, but no one thought that they were going to go into TCU, look that good. And, uh, Deion's son's not going to look as good as he did either. Like, that's crazy to think about. Um, now, granted, granted, you lose um, half, not a half team, but a, a solid part of the team of TCU, right? Going from not as much as Colorado has changed, obviously, right. with 86 players. But are they the same team that was runner up last year? Are they the same team? I mean, they started the season 17th. I'm not discrediting the win at all because, right. I mean, no one thought 21 points was the, the spread. I mean, no one thought that that was going to happen. Um, Dion knew it, you know, he said he'd do it, but, um, and a lot of people, you know, don't like the persona, I guess he carries along with them, either hate him or love him, I feel like. Um, but I, I think it was pretty impressive that they were able to do what they did against the team that is ranked, you know, you, you, like I said, they lost some players, but still they're 17th in, in, in the country going into that game. Um, so that's interesting. 
Um, do, do you do you think that they're gonna make some noise? I mean, because they're playing. Are they playing USC coming up? Yeah, I don't. I think they got. They open up at home against. I think Nebraska this week. On, uh, but uh, yeah, yeah they'll eventually. You know what I liked about them? Obviously, I like that Hunter kid, the guy that two, the two way player, that kid that you know yeah. intercepted the pass and got 119 yards. But here's what I liked about them. Obviously, a young team. Obviously, a team that has you know a lot of turnover. Um, they're predicated on Coach Prime and, and what he you know talks you know and says to them. Obviously, but what I liked about him is they answered. You know, TCU would come back, take the lead, and, and then Colorado would go back down the field and score again. And it's like for a young team, for for you know a, a head coach. Obviously, he, he's done it at Jackson State, but you know for him to go in big time program. First game at like the national runner-up, and and, and be, it's, the ability to answer was the, to me the most impressive thing. I mean, yeah, all, all the video game stats and everything. Okay, that's fine. I get that's college football. That's college actually, football. Yeah. That's, I mean, that's college football. It doesn't really matter, you know, whether it be Georgia versus Ohio State or you know two one double A teams. It just seems like that's just the way of college football. You're going to have these you know inflated stats, but it's the ability to answer, especially late in the fourth quarter, like they did under five minutes to go. And, you know, the, the, his son, uh, the playing quarterback, that was impressive. I mean, that's just you – know, he's got some good genes there. I get that. But uh, to, to get that team down there. So, that, that to me, that was the most impressive thing, the way that they answered TCU. And they looked like a competent, quality uh, football team and one that isn't just, you know, fresh and brand new. It kind of looks like they've done it before. And we'll see. I mean, they've got one game this year that's that matches their record last year. So, they're, they're on their Correct. way, right? I mean, so, like I said, though, if – if I had to ask you, right, out of the ranked teams that, that Colorado plays this year, remember TC was 17th, um, how many teams do you think they're playing that have a better ranking than them right now, rest of the season? Four, five. So, yeah, this is crazy. Oregon, they're playing Oregon September 23rd, ranked 15th right now. They're playing USC the following week, ranked 6th. Then they got some, you know, you know Arizona State, Stanford, UCLA, Oregon State's 18th. Um, they're playing them November 4th, Arizona, Washington State, and finish the season in Utah, okay. right? That That is a tough schedule. Uh, and if you look at, I mean, around the college football realm, is there teams that have a harder, I mean, like coming from, a, like you said, how bad they were last year. Right. And you're playing right. all those ranked teams. I mean, it's, it's you'll see, you know, if they're for real going in. I would say right now, like I said, you're playing one, two, three, Five ranked teams. Shit, if you go three and five. Yep. I mean, that's, that's well. The thing, is, the, thing, the thing about it is in college football, no team has a defense. If they can keep that offensive explosion and keep up the production that they have been, mm-hmm. they'll be in games. They'll be fun. They'll be exciting. And then that's, you know, basically in the year one of, of Coach Prime, I think that's what, you know, as Colorado Buffalo fans and, and college football fans in general would want to bring back the excitement back to Boulder. So, you know, I think that that's great. I think it's wonderful. But uh, we got a special guest, Casey, you know, and, you know, I always like, you know, and as us being Browns fans, we got a guy. You got a guy. They'll they'll do it. We're gonna bring him on right now. Who day? Who day nation? Let's go. Let's bring him on. What is, what is up, my guy? How's it going? Happy Labor Day. Happy Labor Day. Things are going well. Yes. How well? Speaking of well, because we are. We, I'm not gonna lie. I'm a Browns fan, so yeah. I, I guess first question to you, obviously, would be like, how well? And that, being that question is, how well is Joe Burrow's health? Well, that's the big question, and all the reports we're getting, and they're being really hush on it, and they're really quiet on it, but he's practicing. He looks good. 
uh, Zach Taylor does the typical day, day-to-day status, which you expect him to say. I would be surprised if he does not start uh, on on Sunday against against Cleveland. Okay, well, and that's the thing, you know. And, and as a Browns fan, I wouldn't want it any other way. You know, I, in the NFL, wins are tough to come by, and you got to take any win as you can get. But uh, you know, I, I I would want the Browns to start the season out against Joe Burrow, especially. You know, I, I see the Twitter talk or the X talk is is it's called now, but uh, yeah. it's the, the the one and four against Cleveland is Joe Burrow's record, and and I that's- know it. Oh, go ahead. Sorry. Yeah, I'm saying, yeah, he's one and four against Cleveland. Yep. So if you're a Browns fan, you know, you want Burrow to start. <laughs> Actually, I, mean, I really don't as a Browns fan. He's really, <laughs> he's really good. And I and I think a lot of that one and four is probably not and so indicative of, you know, Joe Burrow's going to be continued performance against the, the, the Browns. I think it's just one of those things that, you know, he just happened to be one and four. But I think when it's all said and done, Joe Burrow's career record against the Browns is going to be a little better than one and four. And, you know, that kind of scares me a little bit. But we'll see. You know, the Browns with Deshaun Watson, you know, he's coming back after playing six games last year. Hopefully the rust is off him. Like I always said, that, that, that and I, I hope maybe you prescribe to it too, the AFC North, well, to me, the AFC Central, because I'm an old guy. The, the National Football League is better. When the Browns and the Bengals are on top and the Steelers and Baltimore are on the bottom, going back to the Boomer and Bernie days of the late 80s. Oh, man, those are great, those are great memories there. I'm going to turn my light on here in the back. Those are great memories. Um, you know, we'll be in Cleveland for the game. Uh, looking okay. forward to it. And um, uh, not, not Cleveland's probably my least favorite stadium to go to, but it's, it's okay <laughs> as far as uh, media th- boxes go. But it's okay. We'll, we'll have a good time up there. Okay. Now, I've always found this to be true. Now, I took my son to his first NFL game in 2019. Uh, it was Andy Dalton's farewell game. Yeah. Um, for the, for the, but I always found Bengals fans to be uh, endearing. Uh, I've never had a problem with them. I've always felt that, you know, it, it's kind of maybe it's that whole Ohio thing. I know sometimes we make jokes and say, you know, Cincinnati's in Kentucky, especially when Cleveland doesn't win. It's very convenient for us to say that. But I always found the jokes to be fun and and, and, and humorous and not so um, so much vitriol like with the Steelers and, and the Ravens, obviously, from a Browns perspective. Um, yeah. So, I, 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 you know, I, also, too, I, I feel like with the Bengals, you know, we've had some tough luck when it comes to obviously um, AFC championship games. You know, obviously you guys have made three Super Bowls, which is something that the Browns hope to aspire to get to someday. But, you know, when it comes down to the, the if you look at the franchises and everything, it's kind of like, you know, they're they're solid, but they're always – something just seems to like snipe them at the end or, or, you know, whether it be that penalty in Kansas City or, you know, and it's just – and as watching that, I, I kept thinking when that, when that happened and, and Kansas City essentially kicked the field goal. I'm like, that is so Cleveland. That is so Cleveland of something like that to happen, and you that's know, the saying it'll, that it'll happens nice a lot as a as a Cleveland fan is that's just Cleveland, you know. That, yeah. What's the explanation? It's Cleveland. It's Cleveland. It's Cleveland. Yeah, and that's a good point because they've got that uh, that that stigma that something something's always going to happen, and it does. Uh, Cincinnati's had that for several years and, until the last few with Burrow. So I think it's uh, now they're expecting to win, whereas in the past they expected to lose in dramatic fashion. The fans did. The fans are fickle. I'm not, I'm not around the fans a whole lot because we're, we're up in the press box, but um, they're, they're out there, man. They're very loyal. And then when we go to Pittsburgh, you talk about fans. Pittsburgh fans are are, are dedicated, loyal, um, spirited, intense. So I think they take on the personality of their coach. And Tomlin's an intense guy. Um, Zach Brown's – everybody loves Zach Brown. I mean, 
Everybody loves Zach Taylor. Zach Brown. And Zach Brown. Zach Brown. Zach Brown too. <laughs> so, but everybody loves Zach, Zach Taylor. I mean, so yep. they take on that personality because he, when he wins ball games, uh, he'll take the, the ball and he'll go into a local, um, uh, this local pub and he'll hand out game balls to fans. So the fans love Zach Taylor and they take on his personality. Now, now, what what I'd like now, I've, I've done a little bit of homework on you, and I know that a lot of what you write and everything, which I I, I definitely applaud, is is faith based and everything. But I I always I always like, um, you know, not to get too spiritual or anything yeah. like that. But I believe I believe that sports is one of those things that where you know it, it brings out team, it brings out community, it brings out all the good things that you know a faith based you know proposition yeah. would, would try to oppose but well, so what is the well, the mind frame in Cincinnati because you know during their last couple of years of their their playoff runs you know I love seeing a city get behind a team I love you know I remember you know the, the Indians runs in the 90s I, I, you know being a sports fan you wake up you know going to work isn't so tough anymore because you got that one thing that's keeping you going and everything and, and how great is that and, and right now is Cincinnati gearing up for another season of not just faith but faith in their city faith in their team just all the good civics that that as a, as a good American that you you would want to, to expound. Well, yeah, uh, and thanks for doing your, your homework. I, I do write a lot of faith-based yep. uh, books and articles, but when I cover the Bengals, I'm strictly covering the Bengals for okay. uh, for the Portsmouth Times. So it is it's back to sports writing uh, when I cover those games. And winning does remarkable things to a city. Um, just like Cleveland had that that transformation when, when the Cavs win or when the Indians or Guardians, whatever you want to call them, when they win, uh, it brings a, a lot of the – the community together. So winning does a great thing for, for cities most of the time, you know? Yes. So uh, um, in some cases, like, like the Rams, when we were out there for the Super Bowl, those fans could have cared less that yeah. the Rams were playing or even won. They, they didn't care. They just wanted a reason to riot. So it wasn't <laughs> that the Rams won. So I think that would have happened either way, but um, yeah. So when, when the Bengals, I mean, Andy Dalton, who were there for all those years, Andy was a good quarterback, good guy. Yeah. They, they rallied around Andy, but in the end, they just, you know, you had that feeling they'll find a way to lose. That was the mentality. And now it's, hey, the defense is going to make a play. Hey, uh, McPherson is going to get in and, and kick a game winner. That's the mentality now. Okay. Speaking of your defense for the Bengals, yeah. do you feel their secondary has, has kind of declined a little bit? Or do you, what, what, what's the most concerning? aspect of the of the Bengals defense that that going into the season that that has you most worried about success um it has to be has to be injuries uh okay. to, to the to the secondary of course you know Bates is gone which they kind of expected that to happen but um and I I always have trouble pronouncing uh uh I was his name. So anyway, so he, oh, yeah. you know, he, he's he's coming back from a torn ACL and he's it's looking um, looking good. So he's he was a, he's a great corner. So when he's healthy, and then uh, Cam uh, Taylor Britt, everybody's excited about this guy. They're yeah. saying this guy is unpredictably good. He can make a play whenever at, out of the blue. So and then um, you know Mike Hilton's is is also very. Uh, a, a good DB when he's, when he's healthy. So that's going to be, I don't know any, any weakness, but uh, Dax Hill has had, had a great, had a great um, uh, off season and looking very good. And so they've got some talent there. They've got some really exciting talent that they're 
um, that they're very hopeful with. Uh, Trey Hendrickson's go- going to you know, be one of the best defensive pass rushers again. Logan Wilson was re-signed. Logan Wilson is one of those guys that every team wants to have as far as a linebacker goes. A gritty, uh, makes plays, keeps his mouth shut, stays out of you know, stays out of these problems. So he's um, they're, they're really excited about the defense because last year, if if you watch them or not, they always seem to make the play they needed at the right time, and they're anticipating that. And fans got to almost expect that. Um, so they're real excited about it. You know, I've always to me NFL defenses. To you know, they're really really dominant. Yeah. But the Bengals, to me, over like I'd say the last ten years, I always felt that you know whether they had a, a dominating defense or not, they always got turnovers. That was one of their things. That they're, they're one of the luckiest teams yeah. <laughs> in getting turnovers. And as you know, and I always felt like as as a Browns fan watching them, like we have to pull teeth basically just to get off the field on every third down where you guys would you know get that deflection or I guess especially yeah. when you're playing Baltimore and th- some of those games became lopsided because you know the turnover it's like it's just one after the other I'm like wow how do you guys always continue to get those and, and good for you I, I think you know pressure gets to that but I always feel like and at, at this team this Bengals uh you know if they get the turnovers this year especially with the offense I'm, I'm definitely scared of, of what you got going but my next question obviously is probably the second best con- or most is yeah. the offensive line is, is Joe Burrow going to be be okay? And I'm obviously that's always the biggest question for. Yeah, him. they they made some really good. I think some some good uh, moves. And I'm trying to get my notes. And I say I can't seem to find them right now. But uh, um, you know, Karis uh, Orlando Brown. Yeah, Orlando Brown. Yep, that's a big one. Um, you know, everybody that was kind of a shocker. Um, but so he wants to leave. You know, one great team to go to another great team. Um, you know, at left guard right now, I think is uh, Cordell Olson is looking good. Uh, Ted Karras is he's the leader of that of that line. I mean, he's again, he's a guy that people would love to have on on anybody would want to ha- would like to have that guy. Alex Kappa as well. So I think, um, yeah, you got to keep Burrow on his feet because even he had fifty some sacks last year, and he still was one play away from going back to the Super Bowl. Yeah. <laughs> And so you keep him on his feet, limit the sacks to maybe 30. And he's got probably the best, most exciting wide receiver group out there right now. My, my question to you is because, you know, young quarterbacks, and obviously Joe Burrow is not, I mean, he's young and, and age-wise still, but he's coming into his prime. This is definitely, you know, in the next five years, this is, you know, go time. Yeah. As watching him as much as you have. Yeah. How is, from, from the last probably less from the first year to now, what has he gotten best better at? Is it recognizing defenses? I mean, because he's always been good, you know, watch him. Like I, I, I always knew the guy was going to be great. And it's, yeah. I mean, but what, what is, what is he better at now? Like, wow, it's, it's night and day better. Or it's just that little bit, one or two plays extra game that makes him in the, that elite. Now he's Super Bowl every single year. Like what he is it worked, about him? He worked in the off season on getting rid of the ball quickly. Okay. So he's got three, four great receivers now. Uh, you you won't see him hold the ball long. It's going to be two steps throw, two steps, oh, wow. three steps throw, because he's going to have he has, you know, with, with Higgins and uh, Chase and and Tyler Boyd and uh, the 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 new tight end. Irv uh, Smith is that Irv Smith? Yep. So he's going to have four or five legitimate threats. So you you won't see him hold the ball. It's going to be he's going to work on he worked on when when he was not in a leg cast a cast 
um, quick release. Get it. Okay. Throw the ball. That's that's scares me. That scares me. <laughs> I know it's got a, a lot of defensive you know teams are saying, oh my gosh, because when he had time, you know, when he was even holding the ball longer, he still found these guys. So um, I think it's going to be an exciting offense. Uh, Irv Smith is, a, I think, is a is a great addition. Uh, I was I was sad to see Hurst go because Hurst fit right into that team, and he was a contagious uh, excitement, you know, of what he brought to the team, and uh, everybody loved that guy. So Irv uh, Smith Jr. is a great pick. Yeah, I, I, one thing with your bank with the Bengals, I've always felt like no matter who you had at tight end, it, it felt like with your offense, you're gonna make them become something. And so, yeah, I, I have no doubt that uh, yeah. Zach Taylor will will get the job done there. Um, obviously, you got a you got a great kicker. Your 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 special okay. team seems pretty solid. So that's always you know, especially with these close games in the AFC playoffs. Um, I'm, I'm just. <laughs> I, 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 how do you feel about um, you know your perspective on the Browns? Because I, I always like to get different. What what is your take on the Browns? Because you know we can, obviously the Bengals are your expertise, and I got nothing bad to say about them, and it doesn't sound no. like you do either. So no, and, and the, the the Browns can be um, they can surprise anybody. I think right now they they do have a lot of talent. Yep. Uh, I think they their biggest obstacles is just that perception that that yeah. stigma of finding ways to lose. And I think they've gotten over the Mayfield thing. So I think uh, uh, Watson's been keeping his nose clean. So I think that's a good thing. And the, <clears throat> I think the fans will get behind him. So I think it's going to be getting over that hump. Um, you know, getting off to a good start, I think, is going to be crucial for them. Because if they get into that, you know, the bad start, the fans are going to give up on them again. <clears throat> and they're going to have a here-we-go-again season. So I think they got to get off to a good, good season. Uh, they – They've got the Bengals number, so yeah. uh, we'll see what. That's not going to be a gimme up there. It's not going to be right now. It's the Browns could e- could easily win this game because they seem to have Cincinnati's number, and that's just uh, they're going to be. I think they're going to be un- unpredictable and not surprising if they get off to a good start. Well, you know, and I looked at the schedule with us uh, in playing each other in, in week one, and then the last week of the season, the Browns yeah. head down to Cincinnati, and I think that's always a, a, a fun. You know, I, I, like I said, I always love that the rivalry between us two because you know the birthplace of football is Ohio. You got the two pro teams in Ohio, you know, Cincinnati and Cleveland. Yeah. It would be nice of one of us to win a, win a Super Bowl. And, you know, I watching that Rams Super Bowl against you guys. I, I will say one thing. You guys, just, it's so Cleveland fashion. You guys got robbed. I don't want to get, you know what I'm saying, but I don't want to rehash that, 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 that phantom call against Wilson, and that was a phantom call, that holding call just didn't. We were looked at it like 39 times. It just didn't <laughs> happen. It was not, it was not a, a it was not a holding call. And, you know, they gave the, the Rams like 17 tries to get in the end zone. So yeah. eventually they're going to get in. But, um, yeah, that was um, one of the things you've got to play through. And then uh, the, the play last year in Kansas City was a, a dumb call or was a dumb play. Yeah. But um, those things happen. So What – um- Speaking of coach, because you know you see Mike Tomlin and and, and yeah. Pittsburgh, and you know he wins despite his roster, but he's usually over five hundred. What what has made Zach Taylor a good coach? Because you know he struggled. Is obviously you get Joe Burrow, and obviously yeah. you know what I'm saying. But what what has made him? And I want to welcome Drew, one of our uh, yeah. uh, co-hosts. On so Drew, this is Dell. Me say hi. But what Dell? What has made? Yeah. What has made uh, Zach a, a, a great coach in the NFL? Obviously, you know. What what we've observed, you know, nothing against the other coaches, but um, the team rallies around him, and there is so much unity in, in that clubhouse that we didn't 
uh, since during the previous uh, coaching staffs. Um, there's nobody who thinks they're big, bigger and better than anyone. So there's, there is team chemistry. Um, they will, they defend Zach. They take up for Zach. Well, Zach always, all right, every game will make that. He'll go for a fourth down when he shouldn't. I mean, every game, and we're off there thinking, what's he doing? But the players have his back. He has their back. And I think that's the biggest thing as far as uh, the players have a lot of confidence in him and the players like him and they want to play hard for him. And not they saying that they didn't, um, I guess, you know, Marvin, but there was there was a lot of uh, dissension in, in, in the locker room over those years there. And um, not the case. The last couple of years, you're going to feel it. And, and you can't explain it. You just got to feel it. There's team chemistry and team unity in there. Well, that well, that like I said, I think that makes yeah. all the difference, and that's the one thing with Kevin Stefanski up in Cleveland. I mean, I, I yeah. feel like you know, th- th- you get these guys that oh, they're they're great coordinators, they're great coordinators, but are they great leaders of men? You know, I feel like sometimes a head coach, they don't have to be the best X's and O's per se, but you got to right. be able to, to to manage the team, run the team, make sure everybody's happy. It's more mm-hmm. than just calling plays, and I feel like some of these coaches they get stuck in the the Denny's menu, as we call. You know what I'm saying? I don't I don't see Zach Taylor doing that. That's right. Well, I kind of like him. He's a man's man, kind of. He's a he looks like a good guy, and uh, I'm kind of jealous. Yeah. You know, I, I mean, I remember the first couple of years, people were like, oh, this guy. I don't know if he's made out for the the job, but uh, he's definitely showed over the last couple of years that uh, he's the right guy in Cincinnati. And you know, another thing I love about Cincinnati coaches, yeah. like this, like I said, this is dating me, but you know, when we had the uh, Marty Schottenheimer, uh, <laughs> you know, obviously, uh, uh, yeah, job in Cincinnati when you guys had what was. Um, you get Sam Weiss. You get Sam Weiss. I know Weiss is slipping me. You don't live in Cleveland. You live in Cincinnati. Oh classic. Um, yeah, classic. But the guy was charismatic. The guy was, he was everything that was great for the rivalry. But yeah. he wasn't one of those guys either that was all in eggs. He was a leader of men. He was a kind of a, yeah. kind of what you guys got now. And it's kind of fun to see that in the rivalry. Yes, Sam was a man. He was a lot, a lot like Tom McGritty. Um, yep. No, no nonsense kind of stuff. If somebody asked a dumb question in the in the in the press conference, you let him know it. Just like Coach Tomlin does. I I, I love being in in the press conference room with with uh, with Coach Tomlin because I mean he kind of frightens some people, which is great. You know, the people are scared to ask him a couple of questions, and I like that about him. He's always great to talk with. But um, but but Zach will talk to anybody who answer any question. But everybody likes the guy. And he, and he wins ball games, and so that's a great combination. He doesn't come off uh, arrogant. He doesn't come off as 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 know it all. Um, takes the time to get to know people, and that's why the players like him. That's why the players play hard for him because they like this guy. So, I mean, I'll I'll just go into it. If you had to right now, your predictions for the AFC North this year. I I did a I did a column a couple weeks ago, and um, I I've. I've been right the last two or three years, which is kind okay. of scary. <laughs> I think I think you're going to see uh, for the for the conference. You're going to see. I think the Bengals are going to win it. I think Pittsburgh will come in, and I think Cleveland, and then I, I don't. I think Baltimore will be at the bottom. And okay. uh, I don't know. Just my gut. I think they got some talent, but they also have um, a lot of dissension in the locker room. I mean, Lamar Jackson's great talent. Uh, there's something there. He's kind of. I think he's kind of like a cancer of a team. He doesn't really. Uh, lead. He just kind of plays. Yeah. And that's my opinion. Um, I don't want to make that clear. It's my opinion. So, and I've seen that the last several years and, and the off, the off season stuff and some of the headlines, but um, 
and Harbaugh's a great coach, but uh, I, I don't think they're going to – I think they're going to struggle. Okay. And um, I, I think – I think the Eagles. Kansas City fan says uh, – the Cincinnati fan says the Super Bowl goes through Kansas City, and Kansas City just recently said the Super Bowl is going to go through Cincinnati. So those two have a lot of respect for each other, and uh, I love going to Kansas City. It's my favorite place to go as far as team. I, I, I like the fun, you know, just like the Browns and the Broncos had one. Obviously, yeah. it didn't go well in the you know the yeah. drive, the fumble, and you know. But it seems like Kansas City and Cincinnati are kind of you know getting that together, and they're going to have more battles when it comes to AFC Championship games in the not too distant future. Well, just like you know the the Browns, you know, uh, seem to have Burrow's number right now. Um, the Bengals are three and one against Kansas City. And okay. so, uh, could it could have easily have been four zero as far as uh, the the Burrow Mahomes matchups go? But um, it's, I think you know Kansas City they take them pretty daggone serious and uh, great. That's their, those are great games to watch. Those are two great quarterbacks. I love your defensive coordinator down in Cincinnati. Yeah, I, I, I love that guy. You know what I think I love about him is. I don't, you know, some some of these defensive coordinators that we, especially we've had in Cleveland, like Joe Woods, and we finally got uh, Jim Schwartz, you know, a, a qualified guy that can handle yeah. the defense. But I like guys that are old school like that, that don't make it too complicated. No. It's just, you know, it, it's, it's kind of, a, I don't want to call it a vanilla defense, but it's not <laughs> overly complicated. It's just your man wins, we put pressure, and, and we do it, you know, in, in a way that's, no. Yeah. Yeah. And again, the, 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 the players love him. The players have his back. You got, like I said, you got Trey Hendrickson on one end, Sam Hubbard on the other end. Those guys are like wrecking machines. You have DJ reader and then BJ Hill and uh, linebackers is going to be uh, Jermaine Pratt. Who's man. Who's just, that's a guy who was offered a lot of money in the off season for another team and said, why would I want to go to another team? When yeah. we're going to win we win go to the Super Bowl every year. So that's a guy who's got it up here and his heart is right. So that's what makes this team a little bit different than, you know, Logan Wilson back there as well. So they're going to be, I, I've, I hadn't, I haven't covered a team in this long that's been together as far as uh, everybody's backs. Well, speak, I'm glad you said that about the money and him because now my, my next question to be to you with, do they yeah. get the deal done with Joe Burrow? Will he will he take a little bit of a discount to try to get because obviously you got the what T Higgins will need to get paid as well. So Higgins and, and yeah, and they they both have said we want to stay here in Cincinnati. Okay, and I think uh, I think they're just trying to work out the. I think it's going to be a done deal. I think it's just going to try to work it out. Uh, I think Burrow is the type of guy who will say, "Hey, I, you know." I don't need as much. Um, yeah, I, I would agree with that. I mean, obviously being from Athens and, you know, part, you know, what I'm saying? so he's got that Ohio connection there. So, and he's, he's a good guy as much as, you know, I'm an Ohio State guy and he went to LSU and when he won the national championship, I was all for him. So I got yeah. no problems with Joe Burrow. Oh, every time we, we, we talk to him or ask him questions, it's, it's no, sir. Yes, sir. He's still humble, even though he, he's kind of flamboyant with his dress. With his yeah, dress. I love it. Now he is the Joe Namath. Exactly. Uh, Joe Namath. Yeah. But he backs it up, and that's why yes. people like him. He's not real arrogant, even though he dresses. But his talk, uh, when he treats people, he is not arrogant. Yes. And he's down to earth. But he he's one of those guys that can get away with it. He, he can wear it and get away with it. So that's I, I, everybody I, off. Sure. Hey, Drew, you're back. Hey, Drew, you got something for, for Dell here? I know. <laughs> no, I mean, you just touched on what I was going to ask about was the contract situation. I mean, okay. this is a team that's young. It's good. It's yeah. talented. And they're fun to watch. Um, yeah. I, I mean, and then 
Ed beat me to the coaching because I'm I'm a Giants fan. I'm not. Yeah. I'm the only non-Cleveland sports fan probably on the show. Um, <laughs> but I think I, I you guys are like a few years ahead of where I hope we're going to be. Yeah. Because you know we have Wink Martindale now, who yeah. he's a players' coach. Everybody yep. like. I mean, he's loved around the league. Yeah, he is. His players love him. Dable is very much like Zach Taylor, where they're yes. like, hey, you know, he's a player's coach. Um, and you guys had the same situation with, uh, you know, the Giants had Parcells and Coughlin, yeah. who were tough on the media, but their players loved them. Yeah. So I, I, it's hard for me not to like the Bengals because you guys remind me so much of the old teams that were easy to root for as a New York sports fan. Yeah, you're right. And I think with the contracts uh, situation with, with Higgins, with Burrow, I think they're just trying to finalize it. I think it's going to be a done thing. Yeah. And I think if it's not, uh, you'll see a revolt in Cincinnati from the fans. I think they'll do a march on, on the owner's house or something. Not, in, not endorsing that. that right. Out. So please, yeah, please do not. But if Higgins has a big year, yeah, and thinks he could be a number one somewhere else as opposed to oh. second chair to Jamar Chase. Do you think he's the one to go as opposed? I mean, obviously they're not going to get rid of Burrow; they're going to pay him right. whatever yeah. it takes to keep him. But is Higgins the one that's that's kind of on the? If he plays good enough, he may be the one gone. I, I still think they'll find a way. I mean, he he's yeah. the number one on on any team. I mean, yeah. they yeah. be standing next to him. He's a big dude. And yeah. hands is his hands are huge, and he and Chase uh, have their lockers right next to each other. They're buds, so yeah. I don't think there's anybody uh, on on the team that thinks they're the number one. I mean, you got Boyd, Higgins, Chase, all these guys. Ah, I'm what? a Browns fan. Stop it. That's too good. <laughs> yep, and a workhorse running back who doesn't even need to be one. No, and Mix is one of those guys too. He said. I, you know, I'll take less money, and he has some off-field stuff, but I think that's behind it. Yeah, that got cleared up recently. Cleared up, and he loves that locker room. So yeah, he he could, he could carry the ball thirty times a game. Oh yeah, easily. So you, there's a lot of weapons to. there, and he's a good receiver. He's a, out of the yeah. backfield. Absolutely, absolutely. So they've got a lot of weapons. He's got to keep Burrow on his feet. Uh, you know, Dalton was a good quarterback, but he can't throw on his back all the time. You know, so uh, <laughs> they got a good line and. Uh, you know, he's going to, like I said earlier, he's worked on getting rid of the ball quicker. And you're going to see a one, two, three step throw from, from, from him. Hey, Tino. And, hey I, guys. and <laughs> I like their receiving core better than when they had T.O. and Chad Johnson, Ocho Cinco. I think the chemistry now was is better than it was back in Get Your Popcorn Ready era. <laughs> well, that was an era that was all about them, you know, T.O. and yeah. it's a great athlete, great, cat, but they were all ego. And right. uh, there's not one player who thinks they're above that. And when you talk to them afterwards, after the game, they're always giving it, it, everybody else credit. And Higgins wants to be double teamed. Chase wants to be double teamed because he says, hey, that gets Tyler open. That gets T open. That gets yep. you know other people open. So if if you're a defensive coordinator and you got Higgins, Boyd, Chase, now Irv Smith, and, uh, you know, uh, Trenton Irwin there, who do you you know? Who do you focus on? Who do you cover? I don't know. <laughs> you better get to you better get to it. Joe Burrow. You better get to Joe Burrow quickly. That's what you got to do. But like you said, you said if, 
Yeah, if he's gonna dump, yeah, then what do yeah. you do? Right. How how fun is it? I I, I don't know how, how your interactions, but Dave Lampham is it funner to be <laughs> around him these last couple of years with the with the runs that you guys have been going on? Yeah, he's he's, he's, he's one of the best. He he's good. He's fun and he's a good guy. We get out of his way, but we chat with him at, at dinner and, and lunches and stuff. But oh, he's he's a hoot. So Dave's always and he's always in a good mood. Yeah, I mean, we have Jim Donovan up in Cleveland, and yeah. I've always, I've always, I always thought the Bengals had, you know, I'm saying they're always had good announcers and everything. Dave Lampham, you know, they'd always played on the Dan Patrick show the next day, the the calls from the, the you know, because win or lose, you guys always had something going on, and his calls were the best. So. He, he gets a little excited, but he does, uh, he does. He's he's in a separate booth from where we are at, so it's good. That's probably probably safe safe for everybody. That's that's awesome. But uh, I got a question for you out of that because everything seems to be going good in Cincinnati. Um, But just like in Cleveland, yeah, they're getting new stadiums in Tennessee. They're getting these. What is your what is your stadium situation? I know there's been talk. um, You know, I don't know. I have no clue on that because we hear we hear it both ways. We hear there's no way they're going to build a new one. We hear sure they will. To keep up, yeah, Tennessee, <laughs> Buffalo. I mean, you know, I, I love Tennessee Stadium. I love going down there. They have, you know, we're, yeah, they, they put us on like the second level, and it's great. Um, I don't think they need a new stadium, but they're going to get a new stadium. Yeah, they're going to dome. It's something. It's something. <laughs> yeah, and then Buffalo's going to yeah. new one. I love going to Buffalo. Yeah. It's a great. Stadium. Buffalo's great. I know. I mean, I'm from, I'm from like a couple hours from Buffalo. Yeah, and that's one of the best places, period, to watch football game. It is, and. Uh, they, you know, we were nice inside and, you know, inside when that snow was coming down during the playoff game, which was great, but those fans are passionate. They're dedicated. And, uh, I thought the field was great. The stadium's great, but they're going to get a new one. So I think, um, you know, something else to put on the ballot. I don't know what will happen, but, uh, their pr- first pr- priority is get Burrow and Higgins inked. Fair enough. Yeah. And h- how much do you love the white uniforms of the Bengals? The all white uniforms. Hey, I like them on a Monday night. I think it's cool. Okay. Uh, and that's what they're going I to do. I love them. I personally love them. I, I think they're one of the best alternate uniforms in the NFL. Yeah, they, they look good, and they're going to be ha- – I think they're going to have them on the uh, Monday nighter against uh, against the Rams. Okay. Yeah, I, I, like I said yeah. – Browns, the Browns. I know there was a lot of uh, media battles on social media between the yeah. Bengals and Browns fans when we got our all white helmets, and then Cincinnati, <laughs> the, the, their PR department on on X put out a tweet, and it kind of inflamed things. So too, but I, but you know what? I love that about sports franchises: the fun, the banter between them. That that's what's fun. That's what sports are all about. That's why we like sports. That's why I'm talking to you because I love to get the perspective of other fan bases, and it's fun. Like win, lose, or draw. September 10th in Cleveland. I hope it's a great game. I hope nobody gets injured. I, I hope that everybody gets entertainment value. And, and that's what it's all about. Yeah. You're right. Hey, we'll we'll be there. We're looking forward to it. Uh, probably going to go up Saturday night and then uh, head over there. Early. I think there'll be a, a big crowd. First, you know, Cleveland Stadium is pretty easy to get in and out of. But with, you know, first game, you never know. So I'm, I'm going to get there about nine probably. Okay. Well, I, I wanted to, I wanted definitely because um, before I let you go, um, talk yeah. about talk about your books. You're, you're I mean, we have, oh. you're a best selling author. You're your guy, but you know what I'm saying. Yeah. I, I know you put out the Buckeye Believer, Forty Days of yeah. Devotions for the Ohio State Faithful in yeah. 2017. You got Baby. some dugout devotions, Michigan motivations. I don't know if I'm for that. I'm an Ohio State guy. Me I don't too. know about that one. But uh, well, talk to us about that. My agent played from played for Michigan. He played okay. on the uh, on a national championship team. Ninety seven. Uh, played with Brady. Yeah. Played okay. with Brady one year, and so I kind of had to write that one. He's okay. my agent. He kind of made me write it. So, Fair enough. <laughs> yeah, and then I did one about Kentucky basketball. Um, 
and then we've done about Indiana basketball. And there, there's some motivational books, mm-hmm. inspirational books. And you mentioned Dugout Devotions. That book's really, uh, really, really well for me. It's, it's close to 20,000 copies sold. For me, that's wow. big. And, that's uh, awesome. And then following up, we're getting ready to launch um, a golf book next spring. And then my third NFL book will be out called uh, Faith in Football. Just got the, 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 and what I do in these books is I actually talk to professional athletes. I talk to uh, the players uh, on every team who's, who claims to have a faith. And I put their stories in inspirational, devotional uh, story uh, format. And so we've got uh, two in baseball, three in football. We've got a golf book coming out. We're going to redo our Bengals book to add the Super Bowl run to it. So um, those are, those are just fun. They're fun books. I, I always love that. Like I said, I always feel faith is a big part of it. Yeah. And, you know, anytime we can spread that, I don't think there's any problem with that. But I got a question. I, I didn't know if you know. Yeah. I'm, I'm friends. Do you know Bruce Hooley? Oh, it's familiar. Who is that? Bruce Hooley. He was he was at ESPN Cleveland. He was he worked. Oh. Um, yeah, yeah, I know who he is now. He's big into faith and, and, and yeah. everything like that. So I figured that you, your circles, you, you've yeah, got yeah. Enough, but my wife and him, we're, we're, we're pretty good friends. So I just wanted awesome. to throw that out there. So like, you know, like yeah, for the first, for the first time for the NFL books, gosh, I interviewed, uh, you know, like uh, Kirk Cousins. Uh, uh, okay. I interviewed uh, Dalton Roethlisberger, Ingram, yeah. you know, all these guys. And then uh, Dalton and Munoz and, Ooh, all these guys, yeah, it's just fun stuff. And Tom, Coach Tomlin, and Minka Fitzpatrick, and the guy from the Brown. Well, it was Cade York, but he's gone now. <laughs> and then, uh, <laughs> and then, uh, so we've interviewed some guys from from Cleveland. Okay. Well, like awesome. I said, well, God, God bless you. Like I said, yeah. I, I, love, I always love those motivational. I, I, I think they're great. Yeah. I, I think, I think you can always pick up, whether, no matter what your religion is or yeah. anything like that, you can always pick up something yeah. good from those kind of inspirational things. And you know, God bless you, Dell. Yeah. Thanks for coming on. And, I appreciate uh, we'll, it. We're gonna have you on. We'll have you on you again. Uh, we talk. Yeah. We can talk. We get maybe into more specific about faith-based things and everything. Awesome. So love to do that. Um, go, 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 Browns. But uh, go go Bengals on your season. Let's go Giants, you know, baby. <laughs> Big blue. Drew, you guys can't even hate it because you're in the NFC. You, know, you guys don't have to care. Fair enough. Fair Thanks, enough. guys. Appreciate it. Happy Labor Day, Dell. Have a good have a day. Everyone. Happy Labor Day. Thanks, Drew. Yep. Thanks, Ed. Yep. All right. What's up, Drew? What's up, Ed? All right. All right. So you we know, got, get- got the smoker going back there. Oh, wow. Wow. Smoking up some pork. Got some wings in the house. Oh, nice. Doing it up on the unofficial end of summer. I know I know it's sad, but the, you know what that means? That just means it's NFL season, college football season, and the, and the yep. best of what fall has to bring. Hey, so. Syracuse won 65 to nothing. Who'd they, who'd they play? Helen Keller? Uh, Colgate. <laughs> okay. Uh, they beat, they beat a toothpaste. They beat a toothpaste. They did. Yeah, you know, very, impre- <laughs> very impressive win. Well, hey, you know what? A win's a win. They didn't get, give up any points. In a, hey, they covered the ask. spread. What was the spread? 40? <laughs> uh, I think it was 29. Oh, okay. Well, good for them. This is good the thing them. I hate about the beginning of college football is most of the games are BS. I mean, the LSU game, small spread, kind of fun to watch. But yeah. a lot of these teams are taking Well, it teams. wasn't fun if you were Brian Kelly in LSU because, uh, you know, before the game he said they're going to beat the heck out of Florida State. And, man, what happened? And then it's funny because afterwards Brian right. Kelly in Brian Kelly fashion – it seems like he always blames his players, but not, he doesn't ever blame himself. So, well, you know, no, it's kind of like me. Fault. I'm like that a little bit. So, Right. Know. It's everyone else's fault. Everybody else. I, I had the team prepared. They didn't execute. Right. Yeah. The game plan was perfect. 
the players just didn't. Right, right, right. I mean, I don't blame them. If I have a multi-million dollar job, I'm trying to keep it. That that's that's exactly right. But so what? what okay, so let's okay. Let's you know we got some some minutes here. Let's talk about uh, let's talk about uh, NFL kickoff uh, week. What do you what are you looking forward to week one? Who are your Giants playing? And, and talk to us. You know we always talk Browns. Sunday the, night football. That's right. Monday night against the Cowboys. Prime right? time. Sunday Cowboys. night prime time. Cowboys. Okay. Does it get better than the opening game of the season? Eight o'clock at night. Giants Cowboys. Okay, so we we know the Cowboys. They have a good roster every year. They have a good roster, but it comes down they to do. you know Dak screwing up in the playoffs and everything. Obviously, yep. with the um, contract that they gave to Danny Dimes, you got Saquon Barkley on his one year basically deal. Right. Show me, Prove kind it of deal. Thing. yeah. What do the Giants have to do besides start out quick and early? And do you think the season is predicated on Danny Dimes? showing that he is that quarterback right away because if he if he's slow if he shows up and he's slow is slow from the start a lot of people are like well why do we give all this money it, could there be locker room dissension why didn't saquon get the get the deal instead of him so is it is it big not only from just a, 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 a on-field performance standpoint but more of a locker room thing as well it's a little bit of both i think so i think you have the danny dimes is only good because saquon's good yeah conversation which is which is a huge part of it you hear it on you know the four letter network and all those people talking about Danny Dimes needs to prove it this year here's the thing Danny Dimes last year had the lowest interception rate of any quarterback in the NFL his role is to not lose games right now okay. he has the playmakers uh well he had Saquon last year as a crutch this year, I think they've given him weapons where he either has to jump out of his shell and be able to win games instead of not lose them, or he's going to have some trouble holding the locker room together. Okay. Because with Hyatt, with Waller, with Saquon, with – um, oh, my God, the guy from Detroit. Uh, oh, 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 what's his name? CP, uh, I can't well, The guy from Detroit's good enough. That's good enough. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, I'm drawing a blank. But, I mean, they put receivers in front of Dimes who can stretch the field, which is supposedly his skill set. Yeah. Which is something they didn't have last year. Wandale is back. Ooh, yeah. You have from- Darius Slayton, supposedly healthy. You have Sterling Shepard, supposedly healthy. Saquon and Darren Wall. That should be a high tier offense. And then you have Wink. Wink is your defensive coordinator. You have Dexter Lawrence. You have Thibodeau. Are they now, Thibodeau, the Thibodeau, I've seen a lot of people talk about him as possibly a defensive player of the year kind of candidate. He could get a lot, he could get a lot of sacks, that guy. If if he takes the jump that I hope he takes, you are talking potentially the second greatest New York Giants defensive player ever. Second, His skill set so, is that good. You know who number but, one but, is. But well, here's the thing, because I, I think you Lawrence put Michael – is the greatest What about Michael Strahan as well? What about Strahan? Oh, Strahan doesn't – Strahan's not at the level of Lawrence Taylor. No, I, I, I agree I mean, with that. But, Lawrence Taylor's but, so the greatest football player. Defense oh, I, I absolutely agree ever. with that one. But when you Strahan, say top two, 
Yeah, that's why you caught me. I think I think Thibodeau could be in that category. I, I think he okay. could be in the straight hand conversation if he takes that jump. I, I think he was slow last year. He had some issues last year, but it's his second year under a new coordinator yep. who is scheming things to make him successful. I wouldn't be surprised if he has – I think the over-under on him right now is 10 and a half sacks for the year. Oh, he's over I, that. I, I, I have over. Um, I definitely put him in the over with T.J. Watt and about eight other players. Yeah. I try and right. make some money, you know. But I think the Giants are really kind of a giant question mark team for the whole season. Yeah. And this game in week one is a big test. Like, they didn't get any – any reprieve they're starting week one against the division rival who is also extremely good well that's what the but the browns having the Bengals at home too they nfl said hey let's just get it on that's you know right oh yeah i mean they had enough matchups that all of them could have been primetime games yeah no that's but, why the nfl is so great that's why we love the nfl because i mean it is i mean yeah i just hate thursday games i wish they never did thursdays uh, it's just annoying but I get it. Yeah. They need to sell color rush jerseys, but you that's know. right. That's right. Well, I always, you know, what I always hated is, is, especially when I was younger, was you know, anytime your team is not playing on Sunday, if it was a Thursday night game or Monday, and you have to wait till Monday. If your team loses, it, it, it sucks. So if your team wins, it's okay because okay, now you you can watch everybody else, other team. But if your team loses, right. it kind of ruins the week for you know what I'm saying a little right. bit. Right. Yeah. You know? I mean, the the good thing for having our game on Sunday night is I can watch Red Zone all day. Oh, yeah. And I don't have to care what happens other than my fantasy teams. And also, too, Sunday night is now that, you know, Monday, it used to be Monday night was the premier game. Sunday night's the best game of the week. The I, I think week. so, too. I think Monday yeah. nights are becoming eh, more throwaway games than yes. they are yes. prime time. And I think that's just the reality of who watches games. I mean, yeah. I just don't think the viewership is there for Monday night as – there is for Sunday night. Yeah, because Sunday, Sunday's perfect time. You've been watching all day anyways. You, you, you're too fat to get off your couch after, right. after watching so much football. And then you get a marquee matchup usually. And then at the end, they can flex right. it better than they can the Monday night games. So it makes it all better. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's hard to flex Monday night games anyways because who yeah. wants to have a shortened week? Nobody. Nobody. <laughs> <laughs> right. So you might as well flex Sunday night, move somebody from 430 to 830. It doesn't matter. Or the 8.30 to 4.30, that's fine. Moving Monday and Thursday, you can't do it. It just doesn't work. Well, But this is going to be a good season, I think. I think this NFL season, one of the perks of the NFL lately is that there's a lot of parity in the league. I I mean, I don't think there's a given division champion in basically any division in the sport. No, I I would tend to agree with that. The only thing I can say is maybe, and if, if Purdy's healthy, which I, obviously he is, I think Seattle can can challenge the 49ers, but I, I still think maybe eighty percent they're probably good. There are some divisions that you look at, but probably, but there there there's always that one team that that could could take them out. And to your point, I don't think you could go division by division. That's a hundred percent they're winning that division. I don't I don't think right. That's- I mean, it's not like the Patriots. You know, right, five, ten yeah. years ago, where you knew yeah. they were winning the AFC East no matter what. Yeah, no now matter you what. have the Bills, the Jets, the Dolphins. There's three competitive teams. Well, in the seen... NFC East, there's the Eagles, the Cowboys, the, maybe the Giants. I mean, the Redskins are definitely going to be at the bottom. I don't think anyone questions that. 
And then the AFC North, you know, your division. Yeah. I think Cincinnati's the favorite, but yeah. Oh, I, yeah. does I Pittsburgh take the lead? Does Do the Baltimore Ravens actually play to their talent level? Do the Browns actually put all the pieces together finally? It's one of those things where every division has some team that's a question mark. Even the Chiefs, the AFC West, yeah. are the Chargers good enough? If they're healthy, are they good enough to challenge that title? Um, yeah. Can Josh Jacobs and the Raiders be a contender? I, I, I mean, I don't think the Broncos are there. But I, I think there's think always two to three teams in every division this year that could win the title. Yeah. Well, that's what, that's what makes the NFL so fun because, you know, like we're watching college football and yeah, it's fun when your team, like your point, you're a Syracuse fan, they win 65, nothing. That's fun. But then you realize, okay, uh, you, you wish you could bank some of those points probably for later on <laughs> during the year when you, when you lose by three points, Hey, can I borrow these? Can't do that. Right. NFL, NFL, they're all three points or less anyways, these games. So a wins, a wins, wow. it just the wins in the NFL the, from a fan's perspective, the emotional toll of a weak NFL watching, especially if you're invested in your team, is so much where in, in, in college football, you can take weeks off. I mean, we're, the Buckeyes are playing, I think, Youngstown State this week. So I'm not too concerned. I, I wish we would find a right. quarterback. But at the end of the day, even if we don't find one, we're still going to win the game. But, right, it's a good week to try and find one because you have a free week, basically. Right, exactly. Now, so. to be fair, there's nothing taken for granted in college football. Not in, not you're, in, hey, you're, watching Colorado, watching Colorado and, and things like that. Yeah, you're hey, your correct. biggest rival has one of the biggest losses in college football history. That's right. App yeah. State. App I watched State. that whole game. It was one of the greatest games I've ever watched. And I don't <laughs> care about Michigan. Yeah. Well, I liked when you said it. Can you say that again? I don't care about Michigan. <laughs> I don't care about Michigan. I'll have to clip that one up. <laughs> I won't add the other half, which is also I don't care about Ohio State. But I'm not gonna I'm not gonna clip that one. <laughs> hey, I've gone to like three Ohio State games since I've been in Ohio. So Okay. I will say a game at the shoe is one of the best games I've ever been to. Okay. Well, Other you, than you're... when SU beat Louisville when they were ranked like number four mm-hmm. and the dome had like fifty to sixty thousand people in the carrier dome. It was one of the loudest sporting events I've ever been to. Okay. Well, I, I would like I said, Carrier Dome for life. It'll always be. I don't know. Like I said, I don't right. know what it's called, but Carrier Dome for life. And, it's the uh, JMA Wireless Dome now. No, it's, it sounds no, it's awful. Not. It's the Carrier it Dome. Awful. It's always going to be the Carrier Dome. That's right. Just like just like the house that Mello built, the house that Jim Brown built, the house that Ernie Davis built. That's right. Yes. Oh, God, for all you Browns you, fans. Thank you. You're not pandering to anybody on this show right now, Drew. No, not you at all. No, not never. At all. I would never not do such all. a thing. Why would I do that? No, no. We love Drew. I was actually, one of my buddies uh, messaged me, I think it was a couple days ago. He was like, oh, Syracuse has a football program? And I'm like, yeah, you should know that. You're a Browns fan. Yeah. Well, you and know, they- <laughs> we stopped David Tyree, one of the greatest SU alum ev- alumni ever. Because he stopped Tom Brady from winning another Super Bowl. That's true. That that helmet catch. That's, uh... You're welcome, America. <laughs> I'm right there. Also, next time when we're doing a show and I'm in my basement, I have an autographed David Tyree photo of the helmet catch oh, in my basement. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's, that, yeah. That's. That... That's uh yeah people people might know about that one so uh, <laughs> you know yeah. and, you know one thing about and, and as a Giants fan my, my question for, for you is is a historical fan of them Eli Manning underrated 
or overrated? Ooh, that's tough. <laughs> I know it is. It depends <laughs> on what fan base you're talking about. Well, just so as a Giant, well, I'm not you're going to say two Super Bowls. I think for so. non-Giants fans, I think he's underrated because people don't give him credit for what he meant to the Giants organization. I mean, he was a lifetime Giant who won two Super Bowls. Yes, he had a 500 win percentage. Okay, he played with some pretty goddamn bad teams, right? But he was always a Giant, never wavering, 100%. To Giants fans, he's probably overrated because of all the things I just said. Yeah. Because he was a 500 you know, he threw a lot of interceptions. He, you know, there were games that he lost for the Giants. But if there was a quarterback that you could take in the playoffs, who would you take? It'd be hard not to say Eli Manning because his, his playoff stats are some of the best in NFL history. What did he go one year, like 11 touchdowns, no interceptions, something ridiculous that one He has He has place. the NFL playoff record for most passing yards in a postseason. Wow. And that's in an era, you know, you're talking 2007, 2008. Yeah, they played defense actually back then kind of. Yeah. And they ran the ball. <laughs> yeah. There were the actual running backs in the league. Whoa, and, what are those? <laughs> right. And so – it's hard for me to say he's overrated or underrated because to me, I rate him perfectly. I think he's hall of fame worthy. Yeah, I, I agree. But I, agree. I think he's on the lower tier of hall of fame quarterbacks. I don't think he's in the tier of Brady Manning, no Montana. He's not there, but does he, does he earn a place in the hall of fame? I absolutely think so. Especially in an era where quarterbacks move from team to team for money. Eli Manning never did that. Ben Roethlisberger right. never did that. Philip Rivers, Rivers didn't do that. He got let go by the Chargers You're right, that's to true. go that's to the Colts. Yeah. He would have been a Charger for life if they would have let him. Yeah. That era is done. Speaking I mean, of him, I because Russell of Philip Rivers, because of Philip Rivers, that's why in that swap and everything. I mean, you talk about Eli Manning always being a giant. Well, he was drafted by yep. the Chargers, and that's kind of interesting. He was. Two, he's a Chargers draft pick. Yes. That never stepped foot in the Chargers building. That's well. Hey, but you know what? he played makes under him one of the greatest coaches winner. of all time. <laughs> right. He's a he's a two time Super Bowl winner, and honestly. Philip Rivers might be one of the greatest quarterbacks ever yes, to not win a Super yes, Bowl. Yes, I agree. Yep. I don't think the Giants were going to make the wrong decision in Eli Manning. Right, if they would have kept Rivers, Rivers, I still think they would have won two Super Bowls probably. Yeah. I think they were both. I mean, that quarterback class has yes. to be one of the greatest quarterback classes in NFL history. Yeah, I would agree. Yep. Roethlisberger fell class. in that draft. Yeah. That's the well, one where they kept zooming in on him not getting picked, right? Well, unfortunately, he went to the Steelers, and as a Browns fan, I mean, he just continually to beat us every single year. Right, but I mean, you have Rivers, Manning, Roethlisberger, three, three, basically one franchise players who are probably all set for the Hall of Fame. I think they all deserve it. I agree. I I think Rivers, Rivers is the furthest. He's the third out of three because of the lack of Super Bowls. Yeah, yeah. But I think they all deserve it. Yeah, and I think you're absolutely right. They will all be enshrined in Canton, Ohio. Absolutely. Yeah. Without a doubt. Without a doubt. 
Um, so we hit on that. I, you know, a couple more things before we go. I don't know. Is there anything that you want to hit on? Anything you want to say before our time is up? Because, you know, I always, I always like to give it up, you know, to, to our co-host. And, Drew, you're one of my guys. So you got something to say? Hey, this is the time so, to say it. Ed, I was, I'm curious where you think the AF or the, um, the AL Central race oh, is going to end up. Where do you think it's going to end up? Well, I and I broke it in my breakhead news that it's the final uh, final month. Somebody's got to win it so they can get swept right. in the first round. But I right. will say one thing: Twins and Guardians are playing in a, a three game series. It's five yep. games that, that separate them now. It's just unfortunate because the Guardians are finally getting hot. Of course, the Twins have to get hot too. So it's like right. Re- That's the way know. it works. Yeah. So I, I think the but Twins. Who honestly, do you actually think walks away? The Twins. Twins. Yeah. At this point, I'd have to say that. Yeah. Yeah, I'd have to say that. I mean, so I'll say our prediction at the beginning of the season, going back months now, was whoever wins the AL Central is the only team who's going to make the playoffs. Yep. We were spot on. Oh, yeah. That it was yeah, going to be a bunch of mediocre teams fighting for one playoff spot. And that's what it's – you know, I don't even call it – it's probably been worse than mediocre teams fighting for one playoff spot. Hey, what's what's Naylor's batting average? It's 219. I, I looked at it before that. He's batting over his weight of 205. He's so take that, weight. AC. All right. Okay. All right. I just wanted to see where the, the weight versus – it's like the touchdown passes for does Russell Wilson have more bathrooms or touchdown passes? Oh, yeah. Right, right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm kind of there with the Naylor – weight versus batting average conversation because that's basically the only exciting part of this baseball season for me fair enough but he is so so take that casey take that you know i've been a a, a bow nailer uh you know uh proud bow nailer sponsor and, and and guy that's you know rooting for him so um yeah i, I think it, 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 you know the guardians it's like i said they're heating up their pitching's really good they got giolito pitching tonight they've yep. made moves uh, you know maybe this is terry francona's last hurrah so they're they're gonna try to set him out on a good note but uh maybe it's the too question is is it too little too late yeah i yep. think yeah yeah that's kind of I, I think it is i think it's too little too late but I think you're right. <laughs> it's nice to see them trying because I've seen yeah, enough teams that are like, eh, eh, we're on the cusp. Screw it. There's always next year. At least they're putting in a little bit of effort to make moves to make themselves competitive. I mean, they ha- they only had like the trade there's, deadline there's like a month left. ago. <laughs> right. But there's games left. They made some moves. They have, they have a series against the Twins. They better bring if the they- brooms out. If they sweep the twins, it's on. Maybe. Maybe. Well, that's Even why if we'll they be sweep the twins. They still need some help. But... Help, help. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's why we come back every week, Mondays at 530, and we'll update this uh, talk uh, next Monday at 530. But, right. Drew, before I, before we let ourselves go, I should say, because it's just me and you running the, the asylum yeah. right here. Um, yeah. So how's, how's, so when, when's dinner? How's, how's it looking tonight? Uh, what's what's smoking going on? Hey, I got a pork shoulder going right now. I'm going to do okay. some pulled pork. I've got wings in the oven right now. Mm. I smoked them, and then I'm finishing them off in the oven. Um, got a few different sauces for them. And, uh, so pulled pork and wings for mm. dinner, fired up, got a couple, uh, adult beverages to go along with it. Had myself a cigar about an hour and a half ago. So we're enjoying Labor Day. You know, us hardworking public employees need to, uh, enjoying the fruits of your labor. <laughs> that's right. 
So what about, what about Ed? What's Ed in Columbus having? Well, I, I, you know, honestly, I don't know. I, I, I got three bulging discs in my back. I'm, 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 I'm in so much pain right now. I, 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 I want to cry, but you know, that's indicative of uh, being a Cleveland sports fan as well. So, you know, I, I don't know if they would be able to tell the difference here, but uh, I don't actually know. Um, I think probably some pain pills for dinner. That was some Mountain Dew. Nice. We'll see. We'll see where that goes. Uh, you know, some adult trying to mix in a morsel of They usually help. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. You know, a little, a little bourbon helps from back pain. Trust me. Yeah, yeah, I, uh, yeah. Basically, every time I play softball, I need uh, something to get rid of the back pain. Uh, maybe just a fifth of bourbon. Just drink the whole bottle and be done with it. Uh, why not? I mean, it's labor. Yeah, yeah, yeah no, why? It, it worked for Bob Euchre in Major League. So, you know, when he's it did. Games. Well, and it worked for CC Sabathia for his career. <laughs> is it too soon is it too soon for that it was you know what drew it's never not funny and we appreciate the humor <laughs> on the we like sports show but uh yeah i think on, on that note on, on that great funny joke right there we'll we'll leave it at that but <laughs> i want i want to thank everybody for tuning in happy labor day to everybody i want to say enjoy sports enjoy your team got week one of the nfl coming up college football's here uh baseball pennant races are heating up this is a great time to be alive to love sports. We like sports. We hope you like sports. We hope you like your team. And uh, happy Labor Day to everybody. And uh, peace out. We will see you next Monday at 530. And Drew, give them a goodbye. And uh, we're off till then. Absolutely. Have a, have a good Labor Day. And thanks, Ed, for always hosting the best show on the internet. Thank you, sir. Thank you. Happy Labor Day, everybody. And uh, God bless.